0: Hello and you are listening to Half Hour History, the show where you might learn something, but we guarantee nothing. I'm Jacinta. I'm Luke. And this time we're talking about... Princess Princess May of of Tech! tech. We are getting all royal up in ya this time around. Ah! Yes, one of our very few uh, female subjects on this podcast is like Princess May and Legatha, and that's it.
1: I know which one uh, I'm most attracted to. (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah, I just made you Google a picture of her and. Oh, she's a stern-looking lady. <laughs> she's a
1: silver fox.
0: She is a bit of a silver fox, yeah. She, uh, she looked like she would bend you over her knee and give you what for.
1: <laughs> well, buy me a drink first. <laughs> so, uh, with this recurrent recording setup, we're mm. downstairs, which might explain a little bit of the echo. Mm. I am not even looking at the notes. I'm going to learn all about these. Mm. And I just want to make a little guess based on the name, yeah, because surnames often tell you about what a person does. Mm-hmm. So um, she either invented the discotheque or she's a cyborg.
0: No, you're wrong on both counts. She actually invented tech decks. You know, the little skateboards? The little skateboards.
1: Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. She and saw she was... a
1: problem and she solved it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. She's <laughs> like, I have all these fingers. What am I going to do to occupy them? I'm going to buy, I'm going to invent a tiny skateboard.
1: Do you know the meaning of your surname? You don't have a surname on that. You're like, sure. On oh, the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it disappeared. Um, no, not really. I have uh, a very kind of normal surname that if you look back through the history, it's just like, no, nope, this, this is not that interesting. I do have one of those um, coat of arms things in my house with my surname and the history of my surname, but it's like, well, well, it's, I, very, it's very, uh, a very common
1: surname. Mine's Milton. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, I've never thought about this before. I guess that's Mill Town. Mm-hmm. And my family are from Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Like, right, come on, down, trouble at the mill. So, it literally is the most run-of-the-mill surname mm. you could have. It, it, there's nothing remotely prestigious about it. Mm. Not like Tech, where you think, oh, you know, is like a Robocop gun going to come out of this woman's thigh?
0: Well, Tech's not her surname. Tech's where she's
1: from. I've got a lot to learn. Let's go. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's why Princess mate of Tech
1: Yeah, but like of tech, you could say that Robocop was of tech because he had that sweet (laughs) gun that came out of his thigh.
0: I I guess, or tech was of him.
1: Yeah. Really, you know.
0: So yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm like a royalist or a monarchist or anything like that, but I enjoy the royal family in that way that, you know, when I was growing up, it's like the royal family was just everywhere, you know? Like, I was probably 12 or so when Princess Di died, and that was just every fucking way. So they feel like... Wasn't that
1: ironic? Princess Di?
0: Don't you talk shit about Princess Di, or I will cut you across the table. Um, so they... They're almost like that, that family, like, they're on Facebook. They feel like your family that you never kind of see. Like, you kind of keep touch with them, but, uh... You don't see them very often. And like the queen is like everyone's nan. Impromptu. She's she's just a nice old lady that lives over there and she's on the money and stuff.
1: Impromptu short quiz to find out how much of a royalist Jacinta is. Yes or no to the three following short questions. Oh,
0: I think I know what you're going to ask. Do
1: you own a collector plate with a royal on it? Yes. Tea towel? No. Spoon?
0: No, I don't actually.
1: But that that gives us a gauge (laughs) (laughs) that you're thinking about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Any I, of
1: these items on your favourites in eBay? Mm-hmm The yeah, OK.
0: Oh, um uh you no, I think I've got all the plates that I currently want, but I do have a teapot oh, on right. my eBay yeah. watch list currently. There we uh, go. Uh, truth,
1: um, truth is out there, DeCovany. The
0: yes, and they're almost like the real family are kind of like this weird alternate reality of which we are never gonna understand or experience and i was born uh like two weeks later than prince harry like exactly two weeks right so it's been weird to see how his life is compared to how my life is and just like i would never ever want to be anywhere involved in that family it seems like the most fucked up awful thing to have to deal
1: with you've both had scandals when you showed your butt
0: Uh, yes, I have not dressed up as a Nazi at a fancy dress party, though, so I think I'm still one up on him.
1: (laughs) For now. (laughs) For now. Well, let's check in again in in a year.
0: (laughs) All right, so let's get rolling, because I think, uh, much like the Batavia, this might end up being a bit of a lengthy one, so if we're going to... uh, you know, orient ourselves as to where Princess May sort of fits within this whole royal Just, family. She's from the Orient. She's not from the Orient. That she is our current queen, so Queen Elizabeth II. She is her grandmother.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So yeah. that's that's where we're at. We're at kind of modern monarchy ish. Granny right? May. Granny May, yes. Uh, So, Princess Victoria Mary Augusta Louise Olga Pauline Claudine Agnes of Tech. It's a lot of names. It sure is. Was born on the 26th of May 1867 to Francis the Duke of Tech and Princess Mary Adelaide of Cambridge.
1: What's the acronym? Oh, that's too many. Robocop? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, starting with P, it is definitely Robocop Robocop? Yeah uh, So her mother Mary was the granddaughter of King George III But her grandfather on her dad's side married a countess Which is not much better than a commoner And so he basically rooted the royal ranking for all of his descendants So
1: They called her the countess because she loved to count things <laughs>
0: So instead of being a royal highness, Princess May was a serene highness, which is basically a royal participation medal. Like, that's fuck all. That's like, you're in the club, but also you're not really.
1: Can't make decisions?
0: No, no. I okay. don't get to do shit. So her mum's ties to George III enti- entitled her to the Royal Centrelink, and she got £5,000 a year from the government as well as £4,000 a year from her mother, the Duchess of Cambridge. And, like, that's a lot of money back then.
1: Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So what year is it? Like... 1991. A lot of money in
0: 1991, but even more in 1867. Whoa. Yeah. And so that would have really been a pretty sweet loot pile if Mama Mary didn't insist on going out to like heaps of raves and getting loose while wearing shitloads of jewels, like full-on Ice Ice Baby, just dripping with the the gear there.
1: She invented the term bling.
0: Yeah. Well, she did, yeah. Uh, That's on Wikipedia, so it must be true. Um, And so Mama Mary's party girl antics were just so embarrassing to the now-teenaged Princess May, and eventually all the spending caught up to the family and... Due to their huge debt that they'd accumulated, they had to sell off a bunch of their shit in what was presumably a mortifying public auction. So, Brenda's May, she's a teenager. Her parents are splashing the cash to, you know, make themselves look a little bit more high class mm. than they are. But they've really dug themselves into a hole and just dragged the entire family down with them.
1: Yes, yeah, so you've heard about families like airing their dirty, dirty laundry. Their dirty laundry. Their dirty laundry.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they, these guys had to sell their dirty laundry. They did because they sold their washing machine mm. first. Yeah. So uh, it was all out. Yes.
0: Her, her name was Anne, and they, they yes. sold her. <laughs> had to sell
1: poor Anne. <laughs>
0: Um, And so when May was 16, the family took some time out in Florence to recover from the heinous shame that had been piled on them in London. And at this point, May had already decided... uh, The fact
1: that street urchins were (laughs) begging for change while wearing their fancy hats.
0: (laughs) (laughs) May had decided that she really was not going to grow up to be a dickhead like her parents. Like,
1: she had seen enough, and she was just like...
0: Fuck that.
1: Dear diary, I will not be a dickhead like my parents. I will not.
0: <laughs> and so instead, she was just going to be the epitome of class and refinement. She was just going to do everything the opposite of her mother. And so for her, Florence was actually a totally sweet experience. And it allowed her to immerse herself in like art and visit cathedrals and churches and... Eat lots of
1: Florentines. Yes,
0: and learn all sorts of things uh, about, you know, modern history and the monarchy and basically, like, study, which wasn't a big thing for young girls back then. So she got to could do a whole bunch of cool shit. And... By the time she returned to London at age 18, so she's been there for two years, she was like Gandalf the fucking white, all regal and wise and shit.
1: So she started, she was a bit grey when she went there. Yep. And came back. uh, You had to put on sunglasses look at her. You
0: did, you did. And so she's all like fucking, hell yeah, bitches. I'm like fucking just elite level fucking class here. And the rest of her family are just still like complete plebs. They've gone the
1: Hobbit route.
0: They have, they're like, they're literally hobbits to her Gandalf the White.
1: No shoes, dirt on their faces. They
0: don't have shoes because they had to sell them.
1: Eating Mm. potatoes. Mm.
0: Yeah. And so her super cyan transformation was noted by Queen Victoria, who at the time was looking for a wife for her dickhead grandson, (laughs) who was the second in line to the throne. So Prince Albert Victor, or Eddie, to his mates. Hi, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. yeah.
1: Albert Victor, we'll call you Eddie.
0: (laughs) He liked to gamble and knock back the piss and chase ladies. And he was also a bit scandal-prone with uh, rumours that he was caught in an all-male brothel. Uh, That one of his flings uh, committed suicide by drinking acid. And there were some far-fetched claims that he may have actually been Jack the Ripper. Crikey. Yeah, so the Jack the Ripper thing got disproven, but the other things, they were maybe a little bit more true.
1: Sounds like he was Jack the Zipper, as in (laughs) his zipper was coming down all the time Mm -hmm. for the ladies.
0: And so Queen Vic uh, wanted a good girl to set him on the straight and narrow, and after going through her royal rolodex and dismissing most of the European princesses on account of the mean Catholic, stupid or both, she picked Princess May for her good looks and sensible
1: nature. Chef trainer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so their engagement was announced in December 1891. Had and they met yet?
1: Or is this still the adults just uh, making all this happen?
0: Yeah, they'd, they'd met. They hadn't really... Uh, they'd been introduced and the adults are like, hey, maybe you should marry. And of course, Princess May's family is just like, ching we're going up the social ladder here. And May's like, oh, yeah, I guess this seems fine. Whatever. She must
1: have thought... I would have thought she would have... I guess there's the royalty thing, but otherwise mm. you'd think it would be a step backwards in terms of behaviour.
0: What do you mean? Well, because, like, she's... But she's marrying into the actual I royal know, line.
1: but he's, like, a gambler and a problem person, and, like, she's just, uh, 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 like, suffered the effects of problem people.
0: Yeah, but she's there to do a job, and she's there to bring him... Because she thinks, above all else, like, that the monarchy is very important. And so she thinks it's her, like, role to make the future king into not a dickhead. So she's not looking at it as like someone she's going to love and marry. She's, she's doing a job.
1: She's going to change this person. She's going yes. to do a transformation.
0: She is. She's yeah. going
1: to do a... It's a ladet to lady situation, mm. except the male equivalent. Ladet king. Lad, lad to king. Lad to king. Lad to king. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, so they, they got engaged in uh, December 1891, but unfortunately... Prince Eddie was a dickhead right to the end and died of pneumonia in January
1: 1892. That's rude. <laughs> Pretty rude. Con- consummate, then consummate consumption. Yes. Ghost. Ghost. i going to the door. Ugh. The door just opened by itself. I think it was a ghosty.
0: I think that was Prince Eddie going, hey, can you stop talking shit about me on your futuristic podcast thing?
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so it was the ghost. The kid. <laughs> well, we talked about the, um, what's the word, The is the good word, not the bad word, starting with G? The travellers. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And how, like, yeah, they wouldn't talk ill of the dead because oh, yeah. they would come and haunt them. Yeah, well, there we go. Front door Broof. of the house opened. So spooky, and mm. you, you know, put that on Ghost Hunters.
0: Mm. Well, we're sorry, Prince Eddie, but it's okay because we're not talking about you anymore. Um, so, okay, so Prince Eddie's dead died. To us. Uh, he has died, he just came and visited us by opening the door, which was uh, a bit unsettling.
1: Chill down the spine.
0: Yeah, and so May at this point is like, oh my god, this dude who I've known for ten minutes is dead and I might not get to be queen now. And she's like, oh fuck, well this was a big old waste of time.
1: Please, please, please tell me she weekend at Bernie's him.
0: Oh, not quite. Uh, I mean, let's not anger Prince Eddie here. Like he's already he's already shown his presence to us. Like let's just relax on poor Prince Eddie. But Queen Victoria is like, you know what? I am not letting all my hard work in finding this bird go to waste. And (laughs) honestly, I've already ordered all the save the date cards from Etsy. So you've got a beautiful
1: way with language.
0: Yeah, I know. That's why we're doing a podcast. Uh, so, arrangements were made for May to bump down the line and just marry Eddie's younger brother George instead.
1: Keep it in the family. Just,
0: just, Prince uh, Queen Vic is just like, well, I mean, I've got this girl, and now, like, this guy's going to be king now, so let's just fuck it. Got a spare. Yeah, for
1: sure. She's done the work. Absolutely
0: So after a suitable period of mourning Which fuck knows how long
1: that was Three hours
0: Yeah, they were engaged And then they got married a year later in 1893
1: I bet they didn't even print new collector plates They just painted over the face
0: Probably Well, they were brothers So you wouldn't have to change too much Nah No And um, Prince Eddie was like Not bad looking you know you look at people from like you know the old oh, days yeah. and you think oh well you know yeah he wasn't he wasn't that bad you looking. have a bit of
1: a historic fap sometimes you <laughs> know you know i'm feeling a bit classy let's get some black and white in here yeah yeah. yeah yeah um so she's marrying
0: george now and this match was a thousand times better for princess may really because george was ex-navy and he had as much of a stick up his ass as she did and They bonded and they actually ended up falling in love. And they they liked each other heaps and not just because his nan told them to.
1: They ended up sharing the same stick. Have you ever seen that, um, the end of Requiem for a Dream with Jennifer Connelly? And don't worry about it. Were they just like cat dog? Uh, (laughs) They cat dogged. They very famously cat dogged.
0: Yeah, it's where It's the inspiration for Cat Dog. It's yeah. like you're learning so much here.
1: Oh, yeah, I, Jennifer Connelly voices the cat in Cat Dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, cool. Uh, they had six kids, but Whoa. David and Albert are the only two worth remembering at this point.
1: The others die. Uh,
0: no, they just didn't do interesting things.
1: Okay, so what were the names? David and Albert. David
0: and Albert. Okay. So they set up house in the country, and May was just bored as shit all the time because George went out hunting with his mates and just left her twiddling her thumbs and just doing nothing. And she wanted That's
1: the problem. You study and you think it's all well and good, Mm. but then you're sitting at home. Reality
0: hits you like a train.
1: And you realise, I can't embroider, Mm. can't do a tapestry, Mm. can't crochet, I got nothing to do.
0: Yeah. Well, There's so no television. She wanted education and stimulation, but was reduced to clapping as her husband shot pheasants in the face. And probably peasants during the purge as well. Pheasants
1: and peasants were interchangeable back then when it came yeah. to hunting targets. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So they like cruised around doing royal stuff and waving from carriages and kissing babies and touring the empire and whatever and... Queen Victoria died in 1901, which meant that George's dad became king. And then in 1910, he died, and then it was business time for George and May.
1: He died of a broken heart.
0: (laughs) She took the name Mary as her official queen name, because while her real name was Victoria, it looked a bit shitty calling herself Queen Victoria when the other one had barely been dead a decade. So... Queen Mary was quite shy and came across as a bit cold, uh, which ended resulted in the couple's ship name being George and the Dragon. Whoa, it a bit rough. whoa, whoa, whoa. like it's oh, a bit mean, right? Hello.
1: She didn't, she's a strong, independent woman. I
0: know, but they didn't like that in like
1: 1910, though, well, did they? That's not cast nostalgia.
0: <laughs> so okay, so 1910. There's something around the corner that's that's not real great for the royal family. So they hadn't been a in the top... A real dragon? They hadn't been in the top job that long when World War I rolled around. Oh, and, World War One! yes. And that put a bit of a dampener on things. So there was a fair bit of kind of anti-monarchy sentiment rolling through Europe. And when George's cousin, Nicholas II's entire family was executed in Russia... They thought they'd better do something to keep their brains inside their skulls. So we're adding the anti-German sentiment of World War I to the anti-monarchy sentiment and the fact that the royal family were part of the German house uh, Saxe-Coburg-Gotha was looking a bit like a red flag in front of a bull. So they sensibly changed their house name to Windsor which is the name that we are familiar with now, and went out on just like a mega PR tour to press the flesh and meet the people that they were uh, ruling over. They visited military hospitals and munition factories and Queen Mary set up charities to collect clothes for soldiers and just generally got really involved in shit, which made the people think that she was a bit of a less less icy bitch. (laughs) So... (laughs) The public started at this point to see the royals as like a force for good instead of just useless people who lived in big houses. And this continued after the war with the pair of them visiting uh, communities affected by the lack of jobs now that the war was over. Because, you know, there was big industries and metal to make the guns and tanks and all of that sort of stuff. And once the war finished, then
1: all of those people lost their jobs. And she was like, we could make these things a little bit more high tech. Why mm. carry a gun when you could store a it gun. in your thigh?
0: <laughs> so, I like where this is going. Mm, they got out there and they spoke to people and they listened to what was going on and that really endeared them to their subjects. No one had
1: ever listened before in the royal family.
0: Well, they hadn't really. Like, they would be... Um, you know, the royal family would come out and visit communities, but it would be like they'd come through on, like, a car or a carriage and they wouldn't get out. No. They'd just drive through and wave and then fuck off the other side. Like, these guys, they went and got into the fucking mines and all did all sorts of
1: shit, and people like, were like, oh, man. Like Marjorie Tyrell.
0: Exactly like Marjorie Tyrell.
1: So she doesn't look like Marjorie Tyrell, let's be honest.
0: Well, theatre of the mind. Maybe just don't Google it, everybody. (laughs) So shit's going pretty well at this point. The public's on their side. But unfortunately, the heir to the throne, David, was turning out to be a bit of a dick. (laughs) So (laughs) rebelling against his strict upbringing, he had very little interest in all the royal duty bullshit. And he just wanted to swan around being rich and handsome. (laughs) <laughs> and this was pretty well stressing the king out and this combined with the fact that he smoked like a chimney meant that his health was going down the toilet so we're getting fairly well into uh, king's speech territory here if people have seen that movie is that uh, him? that is David, well no the, the actual king's speech guy, the Colin Firth guy that is um,
1: the other one who's the starter one? The what? The one that stutters. Isn't that what the king's speech is about? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's the that's the spare. So David's the heir, and then Bertie's the spare. Okay. So we will, we'll go through that, like right now. Uh, All the, right. <laughs> the, the king... I'm free. Let's do it. The king died late in the evening of the 20th of January 1936 after his doctor administered a combination of morphine and cocaine so that he could be knocked off in time oh. for the morning papers to run the story. Mmm. <laughs> no That's... shit. Because they were like, well, it's more prestigious for the story to run in the morning papers than if it was to go in the afternoon papers. Yeah, And if he died... Um, in uh, the like, evening,
1: uh, there's a chance that you're just going to wrap your fish and chips in it. Or well,
0: no. Like but that. If, he, if he died after midnight, then they wouldn't have been able to print the story for the morning. So they just went, well, we'll just, we'll just kill him. Just kill him before midnight so that they can run it in the morning paper. That's yep. pretty full on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So David took the throne, taking on the name Edward the... 5, 6, three, Edward the 8th. I shouldn't write in Roman numerals. Uh, queen Mary refused to take the name the Queen Mother because, like, fuck that. That's for old people, right? And,
1: and She's she, a sexy silver fox.
0: She is. With and, the face
1: of Ron Perlman.
0: <laughs> and she was referred to as Her Majesty Queen Mary. And no one questioned her because she may not have actually been the queen, but she was still the goddamn boss. Yas Queen. Yas Queen. And uh, so David, still the dickhead, decided that he wanted to marry the twice-divorced American Wallace
1: Simpson. Oh, that's putting your dick in the soup, isn't oh, it?
0: Oh, which nearly gave everyone associated with the royal family synchronized heart attacks. You don't want
1: someone yahooing and shooting six guns in the air and No, they sure don't. Having a it'd be like a King Ralph situation. Do you remember King mm. Ralph with When John Goodman was part (laughs) of the royal family? Yes. God.
0: mm, Sad times. And so he was told, basically, it's the girl or the crown. And he was like, you know what? Fuck it, I never wanted to be king anyway. And he abdicated.
1: Oh, I can wear a gold hat or get some of that pussy. Mm -hmm. What a choice for a young man.
0: Yeah. And so the fact that someone would choose anything over the crown was just totally unfathomable to Mary because she'd always respected the monarchy above all. And he was only king for about 11 months. So... In uh, King's Speech, the spare heir was the shy and stammering Prince Albert, or Bertie, as he was commonly known. So, who, like David, didn't really want to become king, but not for the reason that it seemed like a bit of a drag, but more for the fact that it was a totally fucking terrifying prospect. Because
1: he couldn't string a sentence together. He couldn't. He sounded like Winnie the Pooh.
0: Yes, he couldn't. He had a stammering issue. He was very shy and just the thought of getting out there and leading the people and doing speeches was just like
1: if a girl looked at him, he went and he went all red um,
0: I think he was mar- he was married at that point already, so he didn't have to worry about the hee stuff, but um, yeah, he was like just a fear of public speaking, which is not great for a king. He was like, <laughs> "I'm shy." Don't look at me. But that would, have, that would have taken him about five minutes to say, I, I, I'm shy.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm shy. Yeah.
0: But uh, he had a much greater sense of duty than his brother. And he went, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do it. And he was crowned King George the Sixth in December 1936. So... The Dowager Queen didn't traditionally attend the coronation of her son, but as if anyone was going to tell Mary no.
1: Mary does what Mary wants to she do.
0: fucking hell does. She just rocks up, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Queen Mary, and she's like, Are you gonna, you've got some shit to say to me? And they're like, no,
1: Queen Mary, no. She could turn you into a pillar of salt.
0: <laughs> she definitely could. So, Mary was pretty content with the fact that her second son wasn't a dipshit, and was going to be a fairly reasonable king so instead of worrying about him she spent her time and energy on her granddaughters princesses elizabeth and
1: margaret oh hello yeah i've got some coins in my pocket which uh remind me of one of these people Mm.
0: so their parents weren't that bothered about giving the girls an education but mary was sick to shit of hanging out with stupid people and she was going to make sure her grandies weren't dumbasses So they went to art galleries and museums and just, like, heaps of shit about the world from their nan. And she and Elizabeth were especially close. So across the pond – oh, actually, no, they weren't across the pond at this point – David, dipshit David, married Wallace Simpson – And no one from his family turned up. Not the Homer
1: or Maggie or Lisa? No,
0: no one turned up. And it was like, they were pretty well banned. The Queen was like, if any of you dickheads turn up to David's wedding, then you are fucking fucks, idiot. And uh, so no one turned up. And when he tried to claim a royal title for his new wife, what do you reckon happened? Um... He was told to get fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty well. So... Uh, yeah, David is not uh, really a big fan of his mum at this point. So during World War Two, she was evacuated to go and live in uh, Gloucestershire with her niece. She just rocked up to the house with all her shit and completely took over the house and had a com- totally rad time with all the shackles of royal duty thrown off. So she didn't need to do shit like she was the king's mum. She can just fucking swan around and be rich and do whatever the fuck she wants to do.
1: She, she let her hair down.
0: She did, she did. So she's at this house, and she decided that she didn't like the ivy that was growing on the house, so she had it chopped down. It's not a house, but she decided she didn't
1: like it. There are a lot of um, people like that, though, Mm. like, grandparents and stuff that come in and just start doing repairs and changing things, and, like, they paint the house, like, the room that you're sitting in while you're doing something, Mm. and then you look around, and everything's, like, yellow.
0: (laughs) So this uh, meddling really did piss off her niece and nephew, and she also tried to get rid of a massive tree outside the house, because she claimed it had too many bugs in it, but her niece spat the dummy and said the tree was getting cut down over her dead body.
1: And she disappeared.
0: Yeah, yeah. and Mary was like, oh, well, fuck, fine then, just get me some AeroGuard, and she let it go. She also started up an Uber service where she and her driver would just pick up any soldiers they saw walking around the village and give them a lift.
1: Kind of like Dunkirk on wheels.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So she'd pick up, like, English soldiers and stuff and they'd be like, holy shit, it's the Queen. And then she'd pick up Americans and they'd be like, what? You're a queen. What the fuck's a queen? Yeah.
1: What's a queen? We have no concept of this.
0: <laughs> and uh, now this is pretty relatable for us. Uh, during this time, she was also able to indulge in her passion of collecting shit. Oh. She loved to collect. And she particularly liked to collect things relating to the to like royal history, like art or objects that the family had owned in the past. And... Basically, just anything shiny that would look good in the royal collection. She's very so.
1: fond of the 1977 science fiction film Star Wars, mm. and um, she had like Zuckers.
0: She did. Yeah. She had, Ponda uh, Baba.
1: She had. She loved Ponda Baba. <laughs> Man back then. Yeah. She'd like, "Come and look at the Ponda Babas." Mm. Little Elizabeth, let me teach you about the ways of the Ponda Baba. And he said, "I don't like you." <laughs> My friend doesn't like you either. (laughs) Mm.
0: So she liked getting all this stuff, but she was pretty adverse to paying for any of it. And if she saw something she liked, she would just sort of not so subtly suggest that perhaps the item should be given to her as a gift and the person would be obliged to donate whatever it was to her.
1: I thought she might just um, slide it into her muff.
0: Well, maybe. I, I mean, assume like, if she had
1: a muff, I mean, like, a hand-warming yeah,
0: muff. Yeah, yeah, but like, I'm not
1: suggesting a muff, muff.
0: If it's summer, though, if she she have just, a if muff. She's just going to carry around a muff in summer. In the
1: in the picture I'm looking at, she's got like long gloves and stuff. Mm. I imagine, you know, to keep up appearances, there's a, mm. a bit of discomfort. You did say she was kind of in holiday mode, though, so I don't know. Maybe mm. she was wearing like a Hawaiian shirt, like a like a casual muff, a, a like casual a muff. muff, a Hawaiian muff. <laughs> Smells like pineapple.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, she nearly met her match when uh, visiting a lady apparently called Old Lady Hudson, who happened to have some chairs that were painted by somebody called Angelica Kaufman.
1: We've got a new infant. Let's call her Old Lady <laughs> Kaufman. It'll Old be Lady an inv- Hudson. Hudson. It'll be an investment in her future.
0: And Mary's like, oh, Those chairs would look so good with the Angelica Kaufman table that I already have.
1: Back off my chairs, bitch.
0: And Lady Hudson's like, well, I'm sure they would, but they also look pretty great in my house. And Queen Mary just sat there sipping her tea until after the sun went down. And Lady Hudson was forced to finally crack and give her the chairs because she wasn't going to leave until she had them.
1: She should have just licked everything.
0: (laughs) Then I would have, like, maybe the valley would have gone up because they'd had a royal lick.
1: She's, like, stood up, pulled down her pants, <laughs> and sat back down.
0: <laughs> and done a royal wee on the chair. A,
1: a tr- royal trump.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, her favourite little grandie, Elizabeth, married a fella called Philip Mountbatten. In 1947, and, well, basically everyone was against the match because he had pretty much nothing going for him. He had no money, no kingdom. One eye. His sisters had married German guys with Nazi links.
1: No legs.
0: Mm. Oh, he had legs. They were nice legs. Liz was smitten and just told them all to bugger off. The king died in 1952, which is the uh, the third son that Mary had outlived. Her youngest died just after World War I, and one of her other sons died fighting in World War II, so...
1: She's in her 200s by now, right? Uh, yeah, about 245.
0: Yes. Uh, her last royal duty was going to be supporting her granddaughter through her impending queenship. So, word got back to her about Philip's uncle um, gloating that the royal house was now going to be house Mountbatten because it always followed the paternal name and Mary was like over my dead body shithead because she worked hard to make the house of Windsor like strong and popular and everybody loved the the house of Windsor and there was no chance that she was going to let some Greek dickheads splash themselves all over her decades of work so she got in Churchill's ear and then he got in Liz's ear and advised her to make a proclamation that the house was going to remain the House of Windsor forever. And Philip was already feeling pretty emasculated by the fact his role in life was to be the Queen's arm candy, and now this.
1: Can they... So, could someone now do a proclamation and change that, do you reckon?
0: Yeah, she she can. Like, if she wanted to say,
1: well, you know, our... It's not popular anymore, so House of Pizza...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could, she could absolutely say, look, our house name is House Skywalker. House Stark. House Targaryen. She could do whatever the fuck she wants. She's Oh, queen.
1: House Lannister. That would send out a signal, <laughs> wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> so, poor Prince Philip apparently privately complained, I am nothing but a bloody amoeba. I am the only man in the country not allowed to give his name to his own children. And... While the house remains, House of Windsor to this day, Liz Liz softened up on it a little bit in the 60s, and the surnames of the descendants on the male line carry the hyphenated surname Mountbatten-Windsor. So when uh, like Prince William went to college and stuff like that, on things where they need to have a surname, he's like William Mountbatten-Windsor. Yeah. So... The loss of her son weighed quite heavily on Mary and she died a year after he did, uh, age 85, which was 10 weeks before Elizabeth's coronation.
1: And Did she miss that?
0: Yeah, she missed it, but she was dutiful right to the end and she had ordered that the coronation was not to be postponed in the event of her death. So, poor Liz had to, to go through all of this 10 weeks after her beloved Nan had died and
1: I'm just checking to see, because, I mean, she died in 1953. It's not that long ago when you think about it. Mm. So I'm just doing a little bit of a search here to see if her nog was on a coin. Because, of course, I've never seen coins with anything other than uh, Queen Elizabeth on.
0: No, well, it would have been um, the king. Yeah. Yeah, because he was the king.
1: But they're they it um, looks like they're both on there. Like, he's in the foreground and her little profile sticking out behind him. mm so there you go yeah you could get one of those
0: you could yes there's still a lot of uh, I did actually see uh, some sort of commemorative thingy at the uh, antiques fair that's held here every couple of months but it was too expensive so I didn't buy it I
1: think I might cosplay as her at Supernova Mm -hmm. she's
0: she's a very handsome
1: woman she is Mm. more manly a jaw than I do (laughs) fuck
0: so she is buried next to her beloved husband at St George's Chapel at Windsor Castle. And that is the end of Queen
1: Mary's story. Well I have to ask. Yes. Because there's always a method to your madness. Yes. You don't just pick these things randomly out mm. of, you know, I feel lucky on Google. Yeah. You you there's always something which makes you interested in these characters. So is, how yes. did you get on the tech train?
0: Well, the real answer here is that I just happened to see a documentary on TV and it was very interesting. And uh, I didn't really know a lot about her and I thought it was interesting like how much kind of shit that she'd had to deal with through her life.
1: Deal with a lot of dickheads.
0: She did deal with so many dickheads and she just kind of didn't get, um, you know, congratulated for dealing with dickheads. But
1: but she has now. It took till 2017. Yes. And our podcast.
0: Absolutely. And, and the uh, ghost
1: of... Eddie, to come (laughs) into the room.
0: Yes. And uh, one of the the speakers on this documentary that was telling the story of uh, Queen Mary was Julian Fellows from a little television show that we like to call, and everybody else too likes to call, Downton Abbey.
1: Not everyone likes to call it Downton Abbey. Some people like to call it Downtown Abbey.
0: Yeah, but those people can't read.
1: That's true. So we shouldn't
0: be listening to them anyway. No. And that reminded me that Queen Mary was actually in Downton Abbey for like about five seconds. Did she visit the house? Four. No, I think it's because there's that whole storyline where is it Lily Collins?
1: Pro yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cinderella.
0: Yes, where they baby like, driver. Yeah, where they're, like, um, you know, debuting her on society or something, and then they take her to a ball, and then King George and Queen Mary are there, and then she meets them, and they quite like her. And then that's the end of Queen Mary's involvement in Downton Abbey. But still, she's in pop culture, so she gets to qualify for this.
1: Well, um, I'm looking at the Wikipedia of Downton Abbey, which is in my favourites. Yeah. And um, appearances and mentions, uh, she's mentioned in a lot of episodes. Uh, well, according yeah, to that this, would make sense. she's mentioned in um, uh, 18 episodes. Oh, right. Oh, no, she's not. She's mentioned in one. Oh. <laughs> they just list them all and then one. But she appears in the uh, Series 4 Christmas special.
0: Oh, okay. So there you go. Mmm.
1: And um, Lady Rose McClare is presented to the Queen and the King during a presentation court in the 1923
0: London season.
1: There you go. So they go, what do you reckon of this bird?
0: And they're like, oh, she's all right, isn't
1: it? All right, yeah. She's got to do a spin for us, love. Mm. That's it. Just uh, bend over. Yeah, just part it for the camera. (laughs) Something like that. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I might be thinking of something else that I saw. (laughs) Sorry.
0: So, yeah. That's Queen Mary, uh, Queen May, Princess May, Queen Mary. So many different names. Augustine. Robocop. Robocop. Uh, Old Bird. Yeah. So Murphy. <laughs> Murph.
1: <laughs> Olga. Uh, yeah. What, yeah, That bit at the end, where just before they died, they went, what's your name, kid? And she looked at the camera and went, A Murphy. <laughs> uh, and then the credits rolled. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was my favorite bit, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's her. I thought she was pretty cool. And, uh yeah say goodbye to talking about female characters the rest of our series
1: are you gonna reveal what's next
0: um i haven't decided yet there's two that i was thinking of switching around keeping us
1: on the edge of our bloody seats just yeah
0: i think uh yeah these two have been kind of longer ones this one and the batavia one so i might switch it up for a bit of a shorter one next time something Um,
1: shorter with dicks in it again that went well
0: yeah i think i think i can conjure like nearly every story i can have i can in- insert dick things into this one actually
1: <laughs> well what, there- what can't you insert dick things into that, that's my question
0: nothing there was there is actually a bit of a dick story with this one i wasn't sure where to weave it in but i think that
1: you are you are one of um pop culture's uh dick weavers Mm.
0: Yeah, it's a skill, you learn yeah. it, you're born yeah. with it
1: You're a dick weaver you,
0: you don't get taught that You can't um, That You know the Prince Albert piercing
1: Oh, look, right? why don't you open with this?
0: <laughs> because I was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't talk about dicks this episode Of course we should talk about dicks this episode yeah, That's um, our new
1: segment, but it's called But how does it relate to dicks? <laughs>
0: oh that should just be the whole fucking podcast so it was was, i mean it started off as how does this relate to pop culture but i feel like we're not you know we're not fully mining where we can go with this
1: dick history
0: so you know the prince albert piercing
1: i do so this is where you get um a a ring
0: Mm -hmm. usually a ring right yeah, um, a an ring or a bar or... In
1: the helmet. Mm. Sort of under your pee hole. Yes. Yep. yep.
0: And, um, you know, when I was a kid, I always thought it was like, it came from like Prince Albert of Monaco. Because he was the only Prince Albert that I knew. So I yeah. assumed growing up that he had a pissed yeah. dick.
1: He, and, he probably didn't. And this was um, a lot of conversations in the playground. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's all we talked about. Yeah. I mean, I, I am a born dick weaver. Like, That's what true. else yeah. am I going to be talking about?
1: Let me weave a yarn, a yeah. yarn <laughs> about dick history. And
0: now, like, Wikipedia wasn't able to one hundred percent confirm for me what the actual origin of the name of the Prince Albert piercing was, but there was a theory that it was.
1: Well, well you did say uh, Mary of Tech liked to bling. Uh,
0: yes, but. It was, uh, Queen Victoria's husband. Yeah. The story is that perhaps he had his uh, Todger pierced because, like, they didn't really wear, like, tidy whities and, and, you know, underwear, like, modern underwear back then, right? And the story was that his dick was so big that they pierced it so that they could
1: anchor it to
0: something so that it wouldn't flop around under his pants. And that's, distract
1: like, the <laughs> distract the public. Jesus Christ, talk about burying the leaves. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we're talking about Princess like Queen Mary, not her fucking like great granddad's dick.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm just saying that's the problem. <laughs> Alright, yeah, great. Well look, now you've just catered for everybody. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he was catering for everybody <laughs> as well. Just like when Subway Imagine, caters like having... and they have the really big long one.
0: I don't to like tie your dick to your leg oh poor guy anyway jesus
1: christ you better anchor that thing (laughs) these (laughs) vases are expensive
0: (laughs) i think we're done now are we done now we're done now i think we're done now okay we
1: will see you no you gotta say you gotta you gotta okay you are doing stuff Sorry.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say All it. Right. Or do you want to like tell me how to end the fucking podcast? <laughs> Let me
1: mansplain. Yeah, podcast let's to you. mansplain
0: the end of the podcast. So we will be back next fortnight. You can come and see us on fruitlesspursuits.com. There's links to a whole bunch of shit there, including our Facebook page. Well, you can come and tell us how great our episode was and how you really enjoyed the dick content. And you can give us some money on Patreon. That'd be pretty sweet. But most importantly, what you can do is uh, rate, review us on iTunes, please. My God, give us a rating or a review or whatever. I don't even care.
1: Give us money on Patreon and I'll get a Prince Albert and a pork tattoo.
0: <sighs> See, pork tattoo and is the next... from the other episode of their PCA, so people I know, may not fucking. that's
1: like you're collecting... Collect it all.
0: Okay. So it's like getting one of those toys where you get like a piece of another toy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay.
1: And I'll get them next to each other.
0: Yep. Cool. Uh, we'll see you next time. ba donk a